For Carrier, more room to feed the point. Petrangelo, his shot blocked. Petrangelo again. Center score! William Carrier! He deflects home the centering pass from Petrangelo. And the Knights lead 4-1. Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall still fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. And live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Coming off a convincing 6-1 thrashing of the St. Louis Blues, the Vegas Golden Knights have a day off before completing the two-game series in Missouri tomorrow. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman back at Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Welcome to hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. And we will slide off to St. Louis right now because on the road for the first time in more than a year, working the radio broadcast on the VGK radio network is Gary Lawless, who is in the booth with uh, Dan Duva. And they called their first – normally the, <laughs> the guys are calling the games from either T-Mobile Arena or uh, City National Arena. Uh, when the team's been on the road off a monitor, which is the way everybody in the National Hockey League is doing it right now. Dave and Shane are still doing it that way. But uh, Lawman and Duva were there in in person last night at Enterprise Arena. You you know how to pick them, Gary. Yeah, well, we did do one other game. We did the game the game in uh, in Tahoe. We did that uh, game as well. Um, not in an NHL rink, obviously, but that's uh, the one other game we've done this year, not at uh, either City National or T-Mobile, but uh, this was the true, uh, first true, uh, you know, regular season, regular road trip that we've made since. Uh, well, last year we went to Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton, and then flew home, and then flew to Minnesota for the game that uh, was supposed to be played March 13th or whatever the date was, and then uh, of course the world stopped for a while. So. Uh, yeah, this was uh, real interesting to be. This is how uh, odd it is. Dan and I were in the booth last night, standing there, and uh, the door opens, and there's Doug Armstrong, general manager of the Blues, uh, wanting to welcome us <laughs> to, uh, to 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 St. Louis. And uh, normally around trade deadline, general managers don't have much time for media guys, but uh, uh, it's such an oddity right now. Doug wanted to let us know that. Uh, he knew we were in the building, and he was glad we were there. Usually they're yelling at you for something you wrote or said about stirring the pot up a little bit. I was, I've been on an elevator with Doug Armstrong after a Blues loss, the, the overtime loss in year two, uh, when uh, Vegas came stormed back. And boy, oh boy, like his, his, his face was red as tomato juice, to borrow the line from the great Tom McVie. And I just stared at my shoes. Uh, that's one of the things, you know, that uh, there's all those little interactions that uh, that we're not having this year because we're not, uh, you know, we're not in the same building as as other teams uh, and other personnel. Uh, so uh, that's always one of my uh, one of those those things I've always, as a media guy, I just sort of stand on the elevator and you know chat away, and then uh, uh, once you work for a team. Uh, you find out that uh, you're supposed to keep your mouth shut after a game, and you look at your shoes. That's what you do in the elevator. You look at your shoes. 
Yeah, well, I should tie that lace. Uh, I'll double yeah. double knot that one right now. Uh, <laughs> Gary Lawless with us on the VGK Insider Show. Ryan, before uh, you jump into last night, uh, Gary, just give us an idea because Stormy's embedded with the team. So she's traveling with the hockey club uh, and she's subjected to all the testing and everything that goes with uh, being part of that inner circle. Uh, you and Dan, are you involved in that or are you on the periphery? No, we're not. We're not in the same hotel as the team. Uh, we weren't on the team flight. Dan and I both flew commercial, um, and uh, like we have no, we're not on the same level as the team uh, at the arena. So uh, no interaction uh, with uh, with the hockey team at all. The only difference from doing this uh, off a monitor is you you're, you can do it right what's in, what's in front of you, and and that's you know. I'll just give you an example. It's a small thing, but yesterday a fan, uh, that fan that throws the flamingo on the ice, mm-hmm. him and his wife, they were there in the building, and we spotted them um, live in the stands, and we were able to talk about them throwing the flamingo on the ice. And uh, if that's if we're, if, if we're off monitor, you don't see it. So it's that it's the color. Uh, that you get from being in a building, uh, you know, we got to watch. I, I don't know if they showed uh, the tribute video to Alex Petrangelo on uh, on the TV broadcast in Vegas last night, but we got to watch it live and saw it happen. Uh, saw Alex kind of, you know, stand up and wave, and then sit down on the bench and then look down at his skates, you know, and have like a real uh, an emotional moment. I don't know if they had that on the on the TV back in, in Vegas. I hope they did. Uh, yeah, we did. But it, it, they did? Okay. So that's a bad example. But the no, 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 but, but, but not, not the full thing because it was in a commercial break, right? So yeah, you, got to, yeah. you got to watch the whole thing and be able to translate it. So, yeah, I, I, you absolutely <laughs> were able to paint a picture that otherwise you weren't being able to do. And it's different being in the rink for something like that than watching it off a monitor. Well, especially for the, for the play-by-play guy, it's one thing because – the play-by-play guy follows the puck, and so does the camera for the TV show. But the color guy, especially on radio, uh, looks for other things. Color person, I should say. Flamingos. Well, or, you know, <laughs> uh, what's happening on the bench. You know, after, after, after a player has a bad shift and comes to the bench, what is the coaching staff doing? You know, what are the players doing? Um for an injury, you know, like uh, all of those things, like uh, obviously I watch the puck, but I'm looking for other things uh, around the ice as well. And that's, uh, that's part of, uh, that's part of helping Dan paint the word picture that, uh, that he does so well. I think it's huge. Uh, and I'm so happy that you guys are on the road for the VGK uh, fans on the VGK radio network, Fox sports, Las Vegas. This is the uh, insider show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. So, Gary, when you, you look at the, the game last night, it's another offensive outburst for the Golden Knights, and, and really it's depth scoring that's leading the way. Why have, why have the Golden Knights found so much success in putting the puck in the back of the net against the Blues this season? Yeah, so this last night's game, for me, Robin Leonard's the first star for what he does early. Because yeah. if he's not good early... St. Louis is up three nothing before this one gets started. Like that, that their first two shifts, they had 
a number of point blank opportunities where they could have scored. Uh, and then the Blues just, you know, once Vegas got going, the Blues proved fragile. Uh, our, Vegas's goalie was the story last night. And I guess the other side of the story is St. Louis's because uh, Husso was awful uh, uh, early, awful in the middle, and awful up until he got pulled. That, like, that was the, that's the big swing in last night's game because the Blues had their chances early. Then they kind of, once Vegas got, once Vegas built a bit of a lead, like for Craig Berube to call that timeout when he did, um, he's not a, uh, he's not a, a show coach. Hey, look at me. I can, I'm going to call a timeout. Like he called that timeout because he knew his team was drowning and he was going to try and throw them a life preserver. And it, it didn't work, but, uh, there's there's some major confidence issues going on on for St. Louis right now, and uh, I, I, we looked at the scores last night. Like Vegas is uh, like they've got four goals against them a couple times, five goals, six goals. Like it's not there's no two one games in this series. Vegas has lumped up on them big time. It's a scenario though where I didn't expect that. Uh, I mean, coming into this year, I expected St. Louis Vegas to be a much closer series, and and I don't I, like. There's been different reasons why. There's been one goal games. Uh, there's been blowouts uh, like the the last couple. Uh, it's it's an area where they've been able to pile up some points against one of the the top four teams going into the season. That's been real beneficial to Vegas, and and it might come in even handier down the road. Yeah, I, I think they've got some personnel issues over there. I think you take Alex Steen out of that dressing room and you take um, Alex Petrangelo out of that dressing room and you add a Mike Hoffman or you, you give Tarasenko a bit of a, of, a, of a different role. Like Guys like that work when the room is really strong. And like you look at Evander Kane in, uh, in San Jose. When he got there, they had Pavelski, Thornton. Uh, they had, you know, they had a really strong leadership group, and and there was only one way to behave there. Um, I, I I think that the that the the departure of Steen and Petrangelo has changed that room uh, to a much larger degree than uh, that than anyone would have, would have expected, and I think that's really caused that's that's. I used the word fragile a, a little while earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if you could use the word fractured as well. Who's the person that keeps us in line, like in, in our group? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, on the Golden Knights? Uh, no, no. In, ice in, hockey like, team or broadcast no, team? The broadcast. The guy's called the sheriff, okay? Like there's no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that nickname. Yes. Huh? Shane Heidi, the sheriff. Yeah. Well, there's, what do you uh, think would happen get, if if I was left in charge? Well, we would we would disintegrate. It would be <laughs> wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be any good if I was in charge either. You know what? I I got to be the boss, uh, the sports editor at a newspaper in Thunder Bay. I had like five guys working for me, um, and uh, it was a complete disaster. Like really? uh, the paper got out every day, but. Uh, uh, I was not a uh, not a boss, and I knew that from that moment on. And never wanted to do it again. Yeah. You have to have. Uh, I think part of it is natural. Um, part of it is being having the willingness to want to do it, and 
And then part of it is having had some success doing it. And Shane has had that, uh, you know, in the, in the, you know, the, the, one of the most difficult places other than in an actual, in an actual military fashion, in a, in a, in a sports dressing room, he's had success being a leader. So, uh, that just that part just comes natural for him. I'm a total follower. I, I, I'm with you. Just I'm not on. a follower, but I'm a, I'm not a leader. <laughs> I'm I'm on my own program, and I know that. And uh, um, that's uh, I, you know I, I don't know if it's if I if I'm selfish or I'm focused. I don't know what it is, but uh, tell me what time to be there. Tell me what my job is, and I'll do it. But I'm doing it my own damn way. I'm calling you selfish. Selfish Gary's with us in the VGK Insider Show. <laughs> Fox Sports Las Vegas, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace. So, Gary, as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline and we look at the Honda West division, Colorado, Vegas, Minnesota, Arizona, San Jose, those teams, right, what are you expecting from this division, the teams within this division, in terms of how they're going to approach the trade deadline? Yeah, that'll be fascinating. I don't think Bill Guerin's afraid to pull the trigger. You know, I think he's shown he's got a real willingness to to, to reshape things there. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if uh, if he made something happen. This is probably the worst nightmare for Doug Wilson in San Jose. He probably would have liked to have, you know, uh, moved a few more people uh, and got a little closer to 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 where he wants to be in restructuring that group. Uh, it, you know, Brian Burke has the famous thing. You know, you you don't want to be really good or really bad. You don't want to be in that mushy middle. And I think that's where San Jose finds itself right now. Uh, I don't know what Bill Armstrong in Arizona will do. That'll be interesting to see. You know, where ownership is on wanting to like they need draft picks. Like they lost a bunch of draft picks through uh, um, the John Chaka, uh suspension and 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 penal penalty for. Um, improper uh, work with with prospects, so I, I think they would have liked to have monetized uh, some of the players on their on their roster. Again, they would have loved to have moved Phil Kessel if someone had been interested. And uh, now I think that you know they're in a they're in a weird place as well. Uh, so you know, fun for the players, right? You you know, getting in the into the race is really fun. I'll, I won't be surprised if uh, if Army here in St. Louis, if he if he takes a Jaden Schwartz or a player like that and says we're gonna we're you know he he did he's done it before he did it with Shattenkirk he did it with Statsny and I heard when he did it with Statsny uh, they were like a point out of the playoffs at that time and they ended up missing by a point. That um, didn't go over very well. That it didn't go over very well with like ownership didn't like it. The players were pretty vocal about it. Uh, and uh, it only it only resulted in a Stanley Cup uh, a year later. So um, you know maybe people should let Doug Armstrong do what he wants to do. It's pretty good at his job. Amazing. Like Arizona is in a pickle because they're they're five <clears> points <throat> up on on a playoff spot. <laughs> Just seems to be yeah. The story well, and of it's the a weird thing right? too because I, I I saw this quote yes the other day from a general manager saying right now the teams that are selling. You know, they want, you know, you want my 20-goal scorer, that costs you a first-round pick. That's what it costs in normal years. And and the general managers that are buying are saying, well, no. Uh, number one, uh, there's only a little bit of season after uh, after the trade deadline, so I don't get very much regular season from this player. And 
we're not going to have very many fans in our building for playoffs. So my owner doesn't get uh, doesn't get the value of us winning playoff games and selling tickets. So you want me to pay full price for a half a tank of gas? That was the analogy that was used, which I thought was an excellent one. And the the teams on the bubble don't know whether they want to sell out. So that's not driving up the market uh, for the for against the contending teams. So the contending teams are all just sitting there waiting it out. Uh, yeah, no, I I think it'll be pretty interesting. Not even the morning of the trade deadline, but like as we get into the the last you know 120 to 90 minutes prior to the deadline, when guys are holding assets and nothing's happened, then it'll be interesting to see if the market recalibrates. And if all of a sudden you have guys uh, folding people like Kelly McCrimmon saying, okay, I know you don't have any cap. Let's, 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 let's get creative here. You know, I, I know you have a need. I've watched your team play. I think I can help you fill that need. Let's get creative. You know what's so, funny? Go is, ahead. You know, I was just going to say, you and I haven't talked about this. And, and we, we, we're either talking to the same people or we're coming at it, uh, we're, we're thinking the same, because I said the almost the exact same thing in hour number one. So it's, it, it does appear that the... Well, no, the, you heard me say that on our conference call earlier. Market. Today. You, just, you just sort of, uh, you, just, you just repressed that because you don't want to give me credit. <laughs> I, that doesn't sound I, like Darren at all. If I was going to steal from you, I would give, give you credit. I love giving people credit because... I never well, want to be wrong. Did. You just tried to say, "Yeah, well, we we're smart because I thought the same said the same thing an hour ago." Well, I said it to you three hours ago. That I got my, more of my stuff from from Dreger uh, earlier, and I and I did and I did give him credit. Did I not give Dreger credit? I think I gave Dreger credit. Yeah, uh, you did on it. So uh, it does. It just it's a flat market right now. Yeah, it's uh, that, that there's a log jam. And like you look at the, the you look at the deadline deals that have been done, Lemieux and Stahl, the deadline typish. Normally by this time there's ten deals that have taken place. You know, Jim Rutherford mm-hmm. or somebody like that says, I'm getting ahead of the market, I'm going now. Uh, you know, and, and there are guys that are like Lou Amarillo will say, That's the price, that's the price, I'm paying for it and he'll do it whenever he wants to do it. He doesn't worry about the deadline, but this is to get this late. And I think that, you know, I also think people are holding their breath because you trade for a guy and then and a, a day later he's got COVID. Like, you don't know. You, yeah. you're, you are going to be buying goods and you have no idea what the expiration date on those goods is going to be because of COVID. Like that, but there, we don't think of these things because it's not our jobs. But imagine trading for a guy giving up a first-round pick for a guy, and then finding out. So you're on the bubble. You're Arizona. You 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 send up a first-round pick or a prospect or whatever. You bring in a guy. Turns out he's got COVID. He misses the next two weeks. You lose. You, you miss out. You don't get to use him. You miss your playoff spot. Now you've given away something for nothing. I think 50% of the deals this year will be conditional on the number of games that players play, just because of that reason. If, if if they play 10 games in the regular season, then I'll give you the first-round pick. If not, it's going to be a, a second. I think that we'll, you'll see a bunch of those conditional uh, picks. Uh, do you I, want, haven't uh, heard that. I haven't heard that yet, but uh, um, 
Have you heard the Dreger or somebody smart say that? No, that actually came up with that. One. <laughs> I, I came up with that one myself, and I, so I have so zero it doesn't issue. Really hold water, there'll be am... no conditional fix. <laughs> I have no trouble giving people credit I, because when when those things are wrong, then I can say, "Well, remember, I said he said it first. That's did that's you my... did you tell uh, Magnum and Ryan how uh, how how great your Easter dinner was? Have you shared that with anyone? No. No, just, yeah, just, just use your napkin and uh, get in your car and drive away. Perfect. Sounds That's accurate. Exactly, <laughs> That's exactly what I do. I'm, uh, I'm the king of drop the mic, go. Um, you guys didn't connect your unit from the, the server last night, and you made Wallace late for the well, show today. Not, not entirely correct. They, they did connect it that was still connected today. Oh. Sorry, yeah. what? I just, just, I'm just blaming you guys for making Wallace late for the show. That's all. Like, can you guys just when you when you leave the building, turn off the lights and disconnect the little Comrex unit, the the, the broadcast unit? Because Wallace, we don't do that. There's people for that. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I tried. To I tried to tell him. I tried will, to tell him, Gary. Will, will uh, lawman know anything about this when when I when I blame him for you being late? He's like, no. No, he won't. No, he'd... yeah, he's just I trying know, to throw Ryan out of the bus. Is, is something that is that gets used, but if you put it on the if you put it on the table with an eggplant and a uh, <laughs> um, and a, and, a, and, a, and a and a and a converter from a TV, I, 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 I or a catalytic converter from a car, I couldn't tell you which was which. Hey, what's what's St. Louis like? You you had to go out for lunch or things like that. What's, <clears throat> What's it like? Uh, well, so last night after the game, Dan, they don't. There's no food service at the rink. Yeah. So we so we got there at like five for the seven seven o'clock game, and so we hadn't had any dinner, so we were hungry. Uh, and Uber is sketchy at best right now, so we couldn't get an Uber. So we walked back to the hotel, threw our stuff in the room, and and we're right across from Ballpark Village, but there was no game last night, so those places were all dark. And then Dan found a place, and Dan, who, you know, I love Dan like a brother, right? We traveled together, and we know one another's idiosyncrasies. I was hungry, but he was focused on a certain place. So we're walking <laughs> towards this place, and I see there's a Hooters to my right, which, and I don't want to go to Hooters, but I want to eat. Yeah. So I call the Hooters. I said, are you open? We're, we're open for takeaway for carryout. I said, well, can we have a beer while we're waiting for our carryout? Yes. So now I'm like, okay, that's the option. Let's do that. So I say to Dan, and Dan is like, well, this other place is five minutes away. Let's, you know, I, I want to sit like a civilized person, have a drink, have a meal. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to win this battle. Uh, so, um, all right. But in the back of my head, I'm like, if we get there and the door is shut, and that was the other thing, he kept calling them, but they weren't answering their phone. And Dan's got some Google thing on his phone that is saying that they're busy. And he said, that's why they're not answering the phone. They're busy. So we come around this corner, and uh, we've walked for about 13 minutes, I think, at, that, at this point in time. And there's, we see lights. So I'm like, okay. But then we get as we get closer, it's not busy. So I'm like, they're not answering the phone because they're getting ready to close. 
So we opened the door, and I'm like, are you still serving? She said, yeah, we're still serving. The kitchen closes in 15 minutes. I said, we can still order? Yes, you can still order. So we, we, I, I went from getting ready to you know explode because now we were going to have no food because that was the other thing. The Hooters was closing at 11.30. Oh, that's... 11.25. <laughs> there was a lot up in the air on this one. Anyways, we got we had a great French dip. They, they, they gave us two ice-cold Modellos. Uh, we had the, the game was on uh, on the replay. We got them to turn the sound up. It was fantastic. It we would have had to simulcast Gosher's call tomorrow night if that place wasn't open because people <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be around anymore. No, at that point in time, I would have just made him pay for an Uber, and we would have just drove around until we found a place to eat. So, uh, but it's, 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 you know, one of our pro scouts, Von Carpen, he said to me, he said, the road is different this year. Yeah. There's no food in hotels. So you get back to your hotel after, you know, normally you just walk into your hotel and you walk up to the hotel lobby bar, you grab a seat, you order, uh, order, order a beer, order something to eat, you know, and you're, or there's a million places around and you're, you're in great shape. Not a lot is open late right now. And, Uber is weird, as I just said. It's tough to tough to. It's not. It, it, it's hit and miss. So um, yeah, you got to plan a little bit. I bet you had the hard stomps going. No, you know what? It was. I I got up at three thirty in the morning yesterday, and uh, Vegas time, and so by that time, I, I, my feet were sw- sore. I was in uh, my dress shoes. I'd been in them for. Eight hours, like my dogs were barking to borrow a line from uh, from Norm Peterson, and that's see, that's how you give credit, just like that, Dan. It's really easy. <laughs> and uh, I, I, Dan was kind of Dan was be, Dan won't admit to it, but he was getting a little nervous himself because oh. after like, he pushed all his chips in when we walked past that Hooters. Yeah, the, uh, it was called the Over Under Grill, and it was really good. And we it was turned out fantastic and. It'll be uh, that'll be a night that I'll remember. Uh, it'll be it'll be in the book. I like uh, I like angry Gary, except for when Gary's angry with me. Uh, but but angry Gary's that's, funny. That's not that's not true at all. It, angry Gary's funny, but except when he's mad at you. When he's mad at you, it's it's not very funny. Hey, lawman, uh, take care of yourself over there and have a great call tomorrow night. We are going. There used to be an Italian restaurant. In downtown St. Louis, when Dan was in uh, college, his uh, college team that he covered came to uh, Syracuse basketball. Came to play a basketball game in St. Louis, and Dan discovered a family restaurant. I believe it was called Anthony's at the time. Uh, sorry, it was called Tony's. Tony's moved to another spot, and they and they opened a smaller place called Anthony's. So we are going to Anthony's. Dan's waiting for me in the lobby. So I'll sign out, and I'll let you know how the uh, I'll let you know how the gravy was when we talk tomorrow. You hang up first, okay? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Gary. Gary <laughs> Lawless with us from St. Louis. Isn't it great that they're on the road? Yeah, it's awesome. It, it really is, and you know, it's it's funny because Gary talking about just something as as simple as being able to look into the crowd and see the crowd and and pull out that that pink flamingo and just the extra touch that that gives you to to being in the building and and helping to paint that picture 
it uh, it wasn't lost on me last night. It's not lost on me today either. It's pretty awesome. And can I just say, Stephanie, if you're listening, that was Stephanie's best call last night uh, on the postgame show. She's a regular uh, and, and calls into the VGK yep. Insider Show. But her call last night was outstanding. I uh, meant to mention that. To, I was texting with uh, – with Eric, um, my uh, my boss, and uh, we both said Stephanie's on fire tonight. Uh, when we continue, <laughs> it is the one-timer segment. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. We'll give you an idea, and we'll also squeeze in our ratings for uh, for last night's game. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the VGK Insider Show. Thanks to Gary Lawless for joining us. Didn't mean to keep him for half an hour if I wouldn't know that he had dinner plans and he was going out. It's <laughs> after 7 o'clock there. I figured that uh, he would have been uh, already fed and ready to get started on work on tomorrow's game. So uh, that's back-to-back nights that he's going into into the evening angry or hangry uh, with Dan Duva. We wish Dan all the best. As, uh, I, I feel like they've got a plan today, so it's all good. Yeah, good point. Uh, did you guys see the LA Kings? Uh, Drew Doughty, not happy with what's no. happened. They dominated the game. He's, well, uh, he was, he's called out his team without calling yeah. out his team. Yeah, he, he said calling out play, his team. Well, listen, I, I think that that's exactly what you want to see from Drew Doughty. I, the Kings had themselves right within a playoff spot, and they have fallen off the last few games. And if you're in that locker room and you hear those comments from Drew Doughty and you're one of those players that that is is just kind of worried about being in the lineup or isn't giving everything that they have night in and night out, you've got to correct that because that's the only way you're going to learn to win at this level. And for the Kings and for a, a player as successful as Drew Doughty who knows what it takes to win, I don't think there's going to be anything more frustrating for him to look in that room and say, we're talented enough to, to be better than what we've been, and we're just not doing it because we're, we're not giving enough. I, I love those comments from Dowdy. Here's a question for you. Not knowing the score, so take the score completely out of the mix. Yeah. Would you rather watch the Rangers and Penguins or the Sabres and the Devils as both games are Ooh. happening tonight? I'm biased, but I would go with the Rangers-Penguins game. Uh, so you go against yeah. your bias. Yes. That makes Why? no, like, that makes no sense right there what you no, said. No, no, because... Being contrarian? Be, no, because I feel like you have... Listen, the Sabres are the worst team in the NHL. The Devils aren't that great of a team either. Yeah, you have the intrigue of, of you know, youngsters making their debut for the Devils, but, I mean, it's... The but Rangers, who are you the, biased for? You said you're biased, well, but then I, yeah, you went I mean, against, against your team. Yeah, well, he's, I, a, he's a Devils fan. I grew up a Devils fan, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But, but then he said he would rather watch the Rangers yeah, than the Penguins. Yeah, it's a better right. game. If, if I'm taking my bias out of it, I, I would go with the, the Penguins and the Rangers. Oh, okay. it, it's a better game. It's it's more important matchup. Two teams that are higher up in the standings are Tim Panarin. I didn't realize you your bias out of it. I thought you were just biased, and then you were still going with the team, <laughs> which really would speak. Uh, marks uh, uh, against the New Jersey Devils. I, I, I would go the, the, the sort of the car crash effect, the Sabres <laughs> and the Devils. Like you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that game has the potential to be really fun and, and interesting because, again, it's two teams that are not exactly where I, I think either one of them wanted to be. And that's always fun to watch when you've got that opportunity to, to play a really good game against another team that's not good. So yeah, Sabres I, are sitting out Taylor Hall. Devils are 
sitting out Kyle Palmieri as yep. they work on the two respective managers work on trades uh, involving those players. Palmieri or Hall? Who's a better fit in Boston? Well, um, I think Boston's getting one of them. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I think they should go. Well, it's tough, right? Because they want scoring. I think if you're if you're the Boston Bruins, you're looking to bring in somebody that can score. And then you look at Taylor Hall this year, and he's done no scoring, like literally next to no scoring. So um, I, I think either one would be a really good fit. I think Taylor Hall, just his his presence, the the uh, just the way that he plays the game, I think Taylor Hall is destined for Boston. That's kind of where I have him going. So... Uh, I'm going to stick with Taylor Hall to the Boston Bruins, and I think that makes the most sense. Where in your preseason prediction did you have a April 6th game involving Florida and Carolina as being a game for first place in the Discover Central? Nowhere. I did not. That's basically what we've got going right now. Nowhere. Florida, Carolina. Who needs to make something happen at the trade deadline more, Florida or Carolina? Like, who do you think's more in to win it? I I feel like it has to. Well, okay, I feel like Florida needs to do something, just because they they've lost their best defenseman in Eric Aaron Ekblad. So if you can find a defenseman to bring in that can kind of fill that gap, and just based on the fact that you've had such a rough go as an organization you finally have this window right now in the moment where you can kind of push your chips in and try to make a run and possibly set up a matchup against Tampa which I think would be so awesome in the playoffs never I, I want to say I want to say Florida I know I want to say Florida but the Carolina Hurricanes have been like on the cusp right for a couple of years now and as we mentioned earlier on in the show those windows that you seem to believe will be there for a while tend to close sooner than you'd expect them to. This might be the year that Carolina has to go all in. I think both of them have to make a decision for different reasons. I personally want to see the Florida Panthers do something because I want Florida and Tampa in the playoffs. I think I think I kind of agree with that sentiment as well. I, I, I want to see Florida do something because this is the best team they've had in, in what, a generation I mean, they've got the superstar player in Barkov. They've got the goalie. They've got the coach. Go out and do something. Give those fans that supported you when you were terrible, give them something. Throw them a bone. Go out and make a big move. You've got the, you've got the ability to do it. Go do it. I think Carolina can win it all. Yeah. I think they're like really at, good. At the end of the day, if, if Carolina is in a Stanley Cup final this year, it wouldn't shock me. I'm not sure about the Florida Panthers. Although the goaltending, they they could actually spin one of those guys. Dreger's a, a free agent, so I don't know whether they can get much uh, for him. What the market is, uh, whether it'd be worth uh, pivoting off uh, and, and the tandem. But uh, I think, boy, I think Carolina has has a team that could win it all. Fewest regulation losses this year in the National Hockey League. Mm. Here they are. Colorado leads with eight. And then it's Carolina, Washington, Montreal, and Florida, all with nine. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't have Montreal, Florida, or Carolina being in that group at the start of the year. Now, 
a couple of those teams have have some others, uh, as in OT losses and shootout <laughs> losses. Uh, but fewest regulation losses at this point. Your your teams with the fewest, Colorado, and they're one better than Carolina, Washington, Montreal, and Florida. If Impressive. only Montreal could win an overtime game. Yes. yes. Goodness gracious. Yes, you're right about that. Um, before we go, I just want to acknowledge three years today, uh, we had uh, a horrific tragedy in the world of hockey with the Humboldt Broncos bus accident and uh, 29 people uh, involved and, uh, and affected in, in just uh, horrible ways. And just want to send uh, all our prayers to those up top and uh, those who are still with us and uh, suffered uh, different injuries and uh, loss of life to uh, paralyzation to uh, post PTSD. Uh, and uh, just want to send our thoughts to uh, everybody that was affected in this small world that we call the hockey world. Those are the one timers on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Fun show today. Get back at it. Tomorrow we will be on for one hour, right, Wallace? And then into the VGK pregame show? That is correct. Okay. Sometimes I get confused. One hour. With the time changes and, and and the way we go, so uh, just like to confirm that live on the air, so I can blame Ryan Wallace if it's wrong. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I give credit, but I also I don't hesitate to blame the other person when things go sideways. Here's catching up with Chapman. All right, big day in the Chapman houses, and I'm sure a lot of houses across Clark County. As I believe all of our kids have gone back to school now. My son. Uh, we got up early this morning, and I, I drove him and uh, took him to school for his first day in over 12 months. It's almost exactly 13 months to the day that they stopped going. But uh, he texted me, told me he had a really good day. He got to see all his friends, and he named them all off, all the kids that he got to see and all his old teachers. So uh, hopefully a little sense of normalcy returning to the lives of our children, even though it's only going to be two days a week that my son is going to be in school. I don't know what it's like for all the other kids. I only have the one. But uh, he 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 was all well, you know. I mean, because I know I know like some of the younger kids, they're doing a different type of like the kindergarten. So I tried what, to hold that in. What was, what was it like K through K through three? They were they were already back, and now it's I believe third grade and up. So uh, yeah, my son was very excited, and I'm sure a lot of other kids across Clark County were quite excited and quite happy to be going back to school, uh, get to see all their teachers and friends for the first time, and who knows how long for. How long for, do you think he wants to be homeschooled again? Oh, but my kid, no. My my son is definitely the opposite of me. I, I would have been like, nope, I don't want to go back. I'm afraid. I don't want to get the virus. Wink, wink. No, no, no. no I, but everybody's everybody's excited to go back. Right no, now, my, like, no, no, trust me. My, my kid my kid is is high honors. He is in advanced classes. He is I, excited to go back. To oh, school. yeah, and he will be excited three weeks from now. He's, he's You know what he said to me in the car this morning? He's disappointed that it's only eight weeks that they're in person because he he wants to be in school. He's like, ah, do do you think they'll let us go back full time next year? Because I want to be in class. That's my kid. I mean, I I I lucked out in that department. I don't have to have any worries like my parents did with me when it comes to my son being. How, many, how much time do we have here? Uh, we've got about a minute. Okay, uh, just an update from St. Louis. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just got a text from Lawless. 
Oh no! Oh no! Anthony's was closed. Oh no! Charlie Gito's is <laughs> no is a really way. good Italian restaurant. I don't know if it's even still <laughs> open. Do, do, do uh, they do they not have Yelp? Like what? I don't, what are, I don't, what are I don't know. I don't think I don't think Duva's not a Yelp guy. Yeah, and he, he could like, just Google not a to see guy, the hours. And he's not a he's not a Yelp guy. Dan well, okay, goes, I can understand. I can understand a couple of those things, but like again, I I just think you can look up the restaurant on Yelp to get the most up to date hours. Hey, this restaurant is open during COVID. So now that all. they they actually they did end up at a Clark and Bourbon, so they they are going to get fed. But Anthony's was closed, uh, and all I got was a big exclamation point. <laughs> oh, Do they ask McKenna for recommendations wow. when they go when they go to St. Louis? <laughs> Poor no, Diva. this is way more fun. Oh boy! No, we don't want any inside. I want the, those <laughs> those two, the odd couple, walking around downtown St. Louis looking for a you're, place that's open would be. You're not. Like you're not going to want to miss the call tomorrow. You're not going to no. want to miss the call of the game tomorrow. No, exactly. You got to bring that up. Promise me you'll do that. I'll bring it up. Out of boy. For Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, uh, I'm Darren Lyon. Thanks for listening to the VGK Insider Show and Fox Sports Las Vegas. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.